you. This is a brewer rental production. It ain't gonna Here, start early. I was only like three minutes late. That means I was 12 minutes early. <laughs> yeah, make that happen. The coffee is it's happening. So what's the stick method with the AeroPress? What's... We got stirred up. Oh, okay. Oh, you're just getting the excess. Oh, I see. You're just getting the residue. What's that stick for? This is how you clean it. Uh, by, you know, because you got to still, after you stir it, it goes down. So this is how you, how you clean it without uh, waste. But it's a little easier with the other, you know. Dude, RV life, man. No waste. Oh, well, we almost <laughs> wasted all the coffee. Now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't spill the coffee. Not in the RV, but at home. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Explicit. Explicit, explicit. <laughs> beep, beep. The AeroPress inverted method. I'm just perplexed. Yeah, yeah we're just was really frustrated when I can basically make one cup at a time. And she's like a, you know, 12 cup pot yeah. you know, person. So she, she learned some patience. If you're just joining us, we're making coffee 17 <laughs> ways this morning. Um, if you're just joining us, if you just hit play. <laughs> if you haven't left yet and decided to listen to something else, you know, like, Adele or anything, <laughs> and whatever, whatever your jam is yeah. this morning. We we just you know we're making an AeroPress currently. Um, actually, we're gonna we're gonna pause just one second for a we're gonna we're gonna have a break and we'll be right back. Where where are we going? Unlearn Pavement Radio support provided by <laughs> Stillwater Summit Co. For all of your outdoor coffee needs. They carry things like Stanley products, stainless steel. They have a brand new thermos from Stanley that has at least five different things that, you, that come with it. And it all is in one like a convenient container. And a, and a bucket. It does have a handle. And, 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 uh, a French a press. press. <laughs> the French press pot can be doubled as a right. boiling pot. There's one. And then the... The reservoir will hold your coffee hot for 24 hours. That took you like 45 minutes to make one little cup of coffee. <laughs> 45 minutes? That's not ready yet. Stillwater Summit Co. 7th downtown Stillwater for all your hashtag coffee outside needs. Now back to the podcast. You guys are the ones that got tops. It's good coffee. Aspen. Aspen. <laughs> Also That's the next downtown. Commercial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're supposed to save that for later, right? Right. Wait. So that is like a whole <clears throat> French press. Coffee. Yeah, it is an. I'm not joking. That's, yeah. That's pretty. Cool. It's actually. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. This actually holds over 24 hours. I have two cups, so you can have coffee with a friend. Nice. With a friend. Um, in the top of the uh, of the cap here, there's a place to stash your coffee grounds. It's pretty fantastic. Well, beans. Can't, or beans, can't grind free, free to grind. Grind later. No, you can't grind. Or, you know, you 
right. you destroy the integrity of the bean. Exactly. Can we start this rodeo? <laughs> <laughs> Is this me? Yeah, That's you're you. The hot seat. I want to make sure that Chris can hear you and everything. I'm not sure which way to sit. Am I talking to you? <laughs> it's going to be back and forth. Yeah, we can do whatever. You can do whatever. <clears throat> so welcome to Unlearned Pavement Radio. We've got it. Oh, that's your cup. Taking my coffee already. I am. I'm Bobby Wintle. If you didn't know, if you hadn't listened before, and I hope that you are listening and you're new. And uh, I'm here with Will Joyce. Will, introduce yourself. I'm Will Joyce. Good morning, Bobby. Thanks for having me on the podcast. You're welcome. Um, uh, how to introduce myself? Who are you? Well, I'm. Uh, uh, I'm an attorney here in town. I work at Interworks. Uh, I grew up here in Stillwater. Um, was gone for about ten years, and and, and now back for the last five or so. Um, currently uh, running for city council here in Stillwater. Yes, for the election that is tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, yeah, right? Tomorrow. They're all day tomorrow. Polls, polls are open seven to seven tomorrow. Perfect in Stillwater. So, uh, yeah, and I ride my bike not as much as I would like to. Yes. So that being said, before you were in Stillwater, were you were you riding bikes? Where were you at uh, before the last five years? Uh, I spent ten years in St. Louis. So I went to St. Louis for law school um, after graduating OSU in two thousand one. So between two thousand one and two thousand eleven, my wife and I lived in St. Louis. Um, I bought my first sort of adult bicycle in St. Louis. I guess I yeah. had one here in college that I rode around that got stolen because you know it's OSU and everybody's bike gets stolen. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I bought a bike up there because we live real close to the trail system. Yeah, uh, Grant's Trail in St. Louis, and um, you could ride thirty or forty miles, you know, just on the trail around town, which was really nice. So I did that that some up there. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So when you moved back to town, you started. Did you go straight to Interworks? No, started uh, at the university. Came back to work at uh, the School of Business. Um, there's actually. Uh, a program there for entrepreneurship where they have students that start businesses while they're here on campus uh, they have incubator space so um, I managed uh, I was assistant director of that center that does a lot of outreach for yes um, people starting businesses and for students especially um, the incubator space on campus and that sort of thing so I did that for a year um, before I ran back into Bayfar uh, who I'd known <coughs> as a kid growing up so um, Rented to him and started talking about Interworks and, and ended up moving over there. Bayfar is the owner operator of, of Interworks. And yes. So, your job at Interworks, explain, explain what you do there. I'm general counsel, uh, which means. That's, I, a, that's, a, that's a title. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's nice to say because otherwise I just say I'm the, the guy who reads the contracts and deals with, you know, HR stuff and uh, risk management and all the kinds of crazy stuff we do. We do a lot of. We do computer consulting, technology consulting work. Um, a lot of it's data management consulting. So we help clients who, companies who collect a lot of data and they want to analyze it and figure out, you know, Trek wants to know who bought all the bicycles and where were they and all that kind of stuff. We help them do that kind of data analysis work. And so um, those kinds of things you hear about where Home Depot loses 6 million customer records um, in some sort of data breach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that kind of stuff I worry about. Yes. That's, that's uh, risk management part of my job uh, has to do with that kind of thing. So what's interesting about you and your you, the way that everything is, you know, connected with you and, and uh, running for city council and where you're at with Interworks, and also Interworks itself, is that Interworks is a, is a you know, 
online base, like not online base, but <clears throat> you're helping companies all over the, the world, uh -huh. correct? You know, with with online data or sales data, or it's basically a place. What I'm trying to say could be could be anywhere. Yes, could potentially put their home base anywhere in the country in the world. Mm -hmm. And Bayfar decided to stay here in Stillwater. We're incredibly lucky to have Interworks and all the crew that's there because it's a it's a place, and if you meet Bayfar, you realize just how uh, encouraging he is as a human being to, to attract successful, mm -hmm. creative, outgoing, self-sufficient individuals to be a part of his company, his culture. And so thank you, Bayfar, if you're listening, for <laughs> keeping your business here in Stillwater. And Thanks, boss. So <clears throat> inside of that culture, there's become a bit of a movement, a bit of a... A, you know, a mindset and a bit of a, a competitive nature and, and a, a lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and we've had the opportunity here at District Bicycles at the shop to be able to have one-on-one -on -one connection with almost every person that's decided to either become a cyclist or ride bikes or commute um, or become an endurance gravel athlete uh, like Brian Bickle that also works at Interworks, who got fourth place? I think fifth. Fifth place. Well, we can say fourth. We're going to say fourth place. The first thing I read was fourth place, so, yeah. I mean, that's the truth. At Red River Riot down in Texas, uh, close to Gainesville, 140 miles of gravel. Brian's been riding for just over a year. It's completely transformed his life. We need to have him on, by the way. That's Sorry, we brainstorm while we record <laughs> podcasts. And so the, the whole thing with Interworks has completely gone amazing. So... When you when you move back, you're on campus. You're now at Interworks. Where in the mix did cycling start to to kind of come back into the mix for you? Um, it's a good question. Uh, I, so I've, I've kind of always, you know, been been kind of a refill on coffee. Every other weekend, sort of a cyclist, just out there, you know, with the kids and right. Um, you know, when we moved back to town, I'm pretty sure fairly soon after that, I bought a couple of kids' bicycles here and. Kind of got the, you know, made sure the kids had had places to ride or things to ride, so we do it. You know, we we try to get out <coughs> fairly regularly um, and just ride. Mostly, you know, again, like kind of recreationally with the kids, or just go right. on camp, take the, you know, load everybody up down to campus and, and go ride around campus for a while. Um, but being at Interworks um, and and there's you know Brian's sort of the um, the biggest. Uh, I guess change, you know, I mean, yeah, seeing, seeing Brian's life change, I mean, kind of going from, you know, not writing at all and, um, yeah. you know, uh, to, to being a, a guy who can, who can do 140 miles and, and place fifth, um, has, fourth. has been great, but, but, uh, <laughs> fourth, fourth, uh, but there, you know, there's other folks there, um, Dalton Parsons, Dalton Parsons, Scott Matlock, you know, who are, who are guys who have been, you know, riding a long time too. And, and, so, um, sort of seeing that and seeing them riding their bikes to work, um, and going, Oh, that, you know, that, that's cool. What, you know, would you guys out riding, you know, your bike's all muddy. What'd you, what were you doing? Like, Oh, we were riding gravel this weekend or whatever. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I started kind of seeing that scene going on and, and, you know, hadn't been really, really known that that was, that that was out there. So, um, and then last summer we started talking about Dalton and, and Scott, I think we're really pushing to try to get the freewheel team. To get Interworks to kind of do a freewheel team, uh, the ride across Oklahoma, the ride across Oklahoma. Yeah. So that would have been sort of ta started talking about early in 2015 about doing that. 
um, and I was excited to, to maybe get in on that. So um, started getting a little bit more active, going out and trying to ride, you know, more. Um, and then I, I blew out a disc in my back in the spring of 2015. Really? Yeah, herniated a disc, and, and so it, uh, it it slowed me down a little bit. But then I realized that actually riding my bike was better than what I had been doing, trying to jog or run or anything. So um, so I started riding a little bit more last summer. Um, went out with Brian a couple times just on the road. Um, did the, the tour of pain last summer. Yes. The 4th of July thing uh, for 30-some miles. And figured, you know, I'd, I had my Trek FX bike. Yep. Little fitness bike and, and with road tires on it and skinny tires. And, and that was great. Um, and then after that, you know, Brian and, and Scott and Dalton and kind of going, hey, you know, come ride us in the morning. I mean, Scott and, and Dalton would get up at 5 in the morning and go ride gravel in the summer um, two, three, four times a week. So I came down here and bought some some uh, more appropriate tires for my FX, threw them on there, and uh, went out five or six times last summer with, with Scott and Dalton to ride gravel in the morning at 5, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, but fun. It's yeah. been fun. It's... Uh, it, that that kind of really got me into the you know trying to do it more. That's amazing. It, the problem is, <laughs> most of my riding is in the dark, right? Because I, I either yeah. get up, I have to get up at five and go do it before before <clears throat> work, or you know wait till I get home, get the kids to bed, get all that stuff done, and then try to get out in the evening. Um, it's tough to try to find the the time to go out and do those most long rides. It re- it really is, and. The thing that you'll find if you continue to push through and do like more and more of these endurance events, mm-hmm. if you know, if you have if you have that bug, is that sometimes you're going to find yourself out there at night, and and you'll have an amazing advantage <laughs> over those who only train during the day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's it's the truth, and it's a treat too. And when, when you take the time, and you you know you're trying to find time, and you're sacrificing to be with family or to be at work and do those things and not riding, you know, in the daylight. When you do get a chance to go ride in the daylight, it's the best. Yeah. It's totally different. Yeah, I mean, I came down, I tried it, you know, the, the group rides you guys do out here. Um, I think I've been on one in the evening ones a while back. Uh, but then I came out like a Saturday. Let's say it was late. Sometime in the fall, the OSU Cycling Club did a thing, and we went out and, and rode 20 or 30 miles and then came back, and they had like a cookout down at Couch Park. Um, that was great. You know, it's kind yeah. of, I love the, you know, it's a lot of fun to do with a group to kind of get out with, with other folks and, and ride together. And, um, yeah, it was nice to see, you know, the road in the daytime and, and not be dodging potholes as they were coming into my light, you know, uh, exactly. at the last second. Uh, so it, it is nice to get out, ride with people in the daylight. So then you went from riding a few times of gravel and then the boys at Interworks and then all of us here at the shop, of course, in March, we, we put on Land Run 100. Yes. <clears throat> it's, um. Uh, it's huge insane. undertaking. It's insane <laughs> on all levels, on both yeah. sides. And uh, so you decided to, to go for it. I did, yeah. Um, when was when was uh, the sign-up for that? Sign-up was November 1st. Was it November? Yeah. Yeah, that was probably just completely peer pressure at work, you know, for me. <laughs> it was one of those, like, hey, sign-ups are coming up for Land Run, you know, you should, you should totally do it. I'm like, That's oh. all <laughs> <laughs> And it's far enough away that you can't. Yeah. really process the yeah. pain. So you're like, well, you think, oh, 50 miles, I have five or six months to get ready. Yeah. I'll be fine. I can do that. Sure. I'm, I'm just going to sign up for 50 because, you know, I'm, I'm not totally crazy. But uh, so, yeah, I, I signed up for the 50 and then, you know, said, well, I need to get out and start training. And man, winter and dark, it's it's tough to get out yeah. there and, oh, and yeah. get yourself ready for this kind of thing. So uh, I didn't train very much 
getting ready for for that <laughs> thinking well i've done you know i went out with those guys in the summer and you know we'd get up at five and go ride 25 30 miles I'm like, That's 50 miles is not that this. much more yeah. i mean oh yeah it's really since i started kind of getting on the bike and riding longer rides that sort of thing you kind of go it's it's not it's not crazy hard i mean you can kind of get out there and you know as long as i'm not trying to kill myself i can slow down and you know i can get through the miles right i'm not right. When I, so looking at it i was like you know what i'm not I'm gonna try to win the thing. I'm just gonna try to finish it. I think I can get through it. Uh, so I rode a couple times to try to get ready, but uh, went out and got a a bike um, off one of the Facebook sites. Got an old a Trek um, touring bike, 520, um, because I, I don't have the money to get what I really would like to, to be <coughs> yeah, riding. Yeah, yes, which, but, which uh, yeah, we I mean we all know and love the the the. <laughs> The white we had a white carbon salsa warbird that we all had your name pegged on. I well, shop. I went out to the. You guys had bikes out of McMurtry, and I went out and rode one of those. Sorry, that's yes. my alarm. It's time to take the kids to school. <laughs> I really hope we picked that up. I really do. Um, yeah, I went out and rode that carbon warbird out at out at Lake McMurtry one day yes. when you guys had had the salsa demo day or whatever, and I was like, this is this is like a totally different experience. Um, but unfortunately, it's also totally a different uh, cost. So. Yes, yes. But anyway. Um, no, totally. So <clears throat> got that new bike in December and started riding a little bit, try to get ready. And, and um, um, yeah, went out there and took a shot at it. It was, uh, it was crazy. It was really insane. We want to hear about it. I want to hear from your lens, from your perspective on a, <sighs> on a few levels. And I know Jim, Jim's going to come in just a few minutes and... And ask you about some other things with, okay. uh, as far as, you know, like through the lens of advocacy and with your position with city council coming sure. up, which go vote tomorrow. Yeah. Seven absolutely. to seven. Stillwater polls will be open. I believe there's a there's an online website that says, where's your where's your poll? And there may be like an expletive in there. And it's not through the, the city of Stillwater, but it's like this nationwide thing. And it's really funny. And it kind of cusses at you to tell you where your poll is, but it works. And it's actually awesome. So if you don't know where your poll is. Look up this awesome website that I'm talking about. I didn't and, even know uh, that existed. It's really cool. Yeah, I think Tyler found it. Uh, Tyler's mechanic uh, manager here in the shop, and and yeah, he was like, "Hey, where's your where's your effing pole dot com?" And uh, but it's not that, you know. And um, anyway, it's awesome. It's yeah. fantastic. So it helps it helps you find where to go and to 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 do your civic duties as a as a human being of a of a place that you live. So go vote tomorrow seven seven. I'm gonna stop now. So as through a different lens, through like the lens of uh, Interworks and the culture that's grown here in Stillwater and at your position, you know, coming into thinking about the event, thinking mm-hmm. about how many people are going to be here, just, you know, you don't have to go through the entire day for sure, for sure but just kind of a snapshot, like what were your initial thoughts and ideas like during the, during the day and morning and then of the event? So the couple days leading up to it, I, I was checking my phone fairly <laughs> regularly to figure out how much it was going to rain. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, to decside if I was actually going to do it. We because crashed I was... the Weather Channel app. We crashed it. <laughs> so, I, you know, I was working with guys last year when they did it. Uh, Scott did, I think, Scott and Dalton both, I think, did the 50. I'm not sure. I think Scott finished it uh, last year. Um, Brian did the, uh, tried to do the 100, I think, last year and, and blew up his bike or did something. Um, so I, I was aware of that of the race last year and kind of talking to guys about what it was like and, and how insanely difficult it was and the mud and carrying your bike for 10, 12, 18 miles or whatever it was. <laughs> and so, you know, kind of going into it, I'm like, okay, listen, if it's going to be like that, if it's going to be all like nasty and muddy and, you know, I'm just, 
I'm gonna go find somebody and tell them, here's my red number. You guys, you go ride it. I'm not really that interested in, in hiking 10 miles through mud. Um, so, you know, it rained, what, Monday before the race? Yep, like a lot? It, it rained Monday a lot. And then it was nice and dry. And then we thought, well, Friday, you know, it might rain a little bit more, but it won't be, it won't be too bad. Um, and so we got up Saturday morning. I'm like, oh, you know. I went, actually went out Friday, Friday morning. I took Friday off. And went out, and, you know, thinking I'll do some last-minute training, right? I mean, because yeah, Friday morning before fifty-mile race—that's <laughs> you should that's totally do that. It's, uh, yes. So I went and rode a little bit of like 68th, and because I live down at 19th and Country Club, and so I was like, just go down Country Club and rode a little bit of, you know, try to check out what the course looked like, and it wasn't terrible at all on Friday morning. Um, so I got up Saturday. I'm like, okay, I, we we can give this a shot. Came down to the rider meeting stuff Friday, man. Just from, from the standpoint of of being down here. Um, what you guys did over at Iron Monk to get the, the thing set up and have you know all the check-in and the rider meetings and everything. Tons of people down here walking around downtown. Just a fantastic atmosphere. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, my wife and I just we left the kids with the in-laws and, and came down and spent the evening down here. So yes, perfect. It was it was great. Thank um, you. Great it, stuff for town. Unbelievable. And all that all that <clears throat> extracurricular stuff was great too. So um, yeah, came out Friday Saturday morning. Uh, forgot my water bottles. So my wife had to go run and, and pick up my <laughs> my water, um, but yeah, I met up with some of the Interworks folks, and um, you know, I knew I wasn't. Everybody else from Interworks, Scott did it. Um, Scott Dalton, Brian, Eli, Sprague, Eli did, and uh, Eli and Eli. Did. You know, he was there. He trained about as much as I did, and he came in. And I, he said, "Yeah, I'm doing hundred." I'm like, really? You ready? He's like, "Well, I, I've ridden about thirty miles in the last two months, so <laughs> okay." <laughs> That seems reasonable. It was the first thing out of his mouth when he crossed the finish line. Was, yeah. I've ridden my bike in like three months. <laughs> <laughs> so we were sitting there talking about how, well, maybe he'd just turn off and, and do the 50. And uh, I was like, whatever, man. I'll, you know, I'll be there. You'll be way ahead of me, I'm sure. But uh, so, so, yeah, we, we staged out here in front of Aspen and got ready for the race. And um, it was a lot of fun. You know, it was a little drizzly and kind of cool. But being in that, that huge crowd of people and firing a cannon off and you know it was just uh it was really exciting to to do that i've never ridden as part of a you know race or you know that kind of thing before so yeah. it was it was uh it was fun and it started off great you know on the pavement down main street that's that was a good part yeah. that was a good yeah. part of the ride <laughs> um eli actually we're riding together he's like man we're just gonna you know we kind of held back and and started later you know we let all the people who were actually trying to finish with good times you know get out of get out of the way and and we kind of rolled in in the back and uh and then even after the first we started getting on the gravel and hitting the hills and and uh eli's you know way ahead of me even you know, he's i don't know what he's like 19 yeah i don't know I, maybe i can't can't keep up with and he waited for me at the, you know he kind of slowed down i'm like dude you got you got 100 miles to ride today you're not you waiting on me just just roll so um so it just you know sort of settled in and, until we hit the mud um i started seeing people picking up their bikes in front of me i'm like okay i guess we're gonna do this yep and uh um i think i saw a post from chris or from somebody talking about um didn't you have like some kind of a bike sling or tube that you had to carry your Fat bike with? Too. Yeah. Um, and talking about, you know, being ready to know how to carry your bike. You know, I, I've never, until that moment, I'd never picked up my bike and tried to carry it anywhere. <laughs> I mean, except <laughs> unhooking it from the, from the wall hook in my garage and carrying it over to, to get it down. So, uh, yeah, I figured out how to carry my bike. 
that was fun. Um, it, it was, it was that part of it, you know, I was sort of dreading it kind of going in, having to do that, but it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. Good. You know, it was, yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting. <laughs> well, it, it was just a... It's a different challenge. It was a totally different challenge. It was, um, you know, 50 or 100 or 200 people all around you kind of carrying their bikes through the mud. Everybody's, most people are kind of laughing and, you know, excited about it. Feel like it's a fun fun thing. Every once in a while somebody's, what, am, what is it? I thought this was a bike ride. So, uh, There's always that guy. Yeah. And last year it was a, the majority of the crew <laughs> were, were, were those guys and, and girls. But we, uh, yeah, I mean, we've successfully broken people in half and changed the culture, yeah. and so that's kind of what <laughs> what we're going for. <laughs> it uh, it definitely changes you. It was a, uh, I mean, I, I was uh, you know, once the first half, once I got through the first half of the fifty, and it, you know, the mud sort of, we didn't have much mud on the second half where we'd had to, car- you know, carry bike through, um, but the second half is just like, just pedaling. You know, you just, I mean, I was not in, in great shape for this. And so the second half, um, I was just as slow as I could keep the bike upright and pedal. I was just, you know, my, my, the whole thing I was thinking in my head was I'm just going to, you know, I want to pedal every, every, you know, mile of this race that's pedalable. I want to pedal it. Yes. And so, uh, even though it's going to take me forever to do, um, and just kind of kept riding along my wife, I ran out of, I ran out of fluids you know 25 miles in 30 miles in so i like text my wife i'm like meet me at whatever on, yeah. on the race and she they she brought the kids over and oh that's cool big jug of gatorade and um so yeah made it made it through it was uh <clears throat> I, the you know last 10 miles or so i'm like man it better feel great to finish this race yes and uh there we go man. yes <laughs> i'm gonna turn that off um it's getting me so jazzed <laughs> So uh, yeah, just it was sort of going. This this is gonna have to feel amazing to finish. Otherwise, I don't know why I'm doing this to myself. Absolutely, it was it was tough getting getting to the end of it. Um, but it it did definitely feel amazing to finish it. And getting into town and taking the turn off Dock onto Seventh and seeing the finish line and everything. It really, I mean, that was cool. I've never I've never like I said I've never ridden like in a race before where I like, crossed the finish line. Um, that was that was a lot of fun. And then, of course, Bobby's out there. You're out there, jumping up and down and hugging people. And I was stoked um, to see you come through. It was great, man. It was. I was. I. It really. It really did. I mean, it was funny because I'm like talking to my family. My parents came from Arkansas, and they're over there down there. And and my my wife and kids are down there. My brother came over from Tulsa. Um, and you know, I'm like smiling and and hugging them. And and like five minutes later, I'm like, you guys probably, you know, I'm smiling. Like you think that this was fun for me. Like this was terrible. (laughs) This was all. Like, you know, 10 minutes ago, I was, like, hating everything about... <laughs> but the finish, like, it feels really great to get through it and to go, yeah, I actually did make it all the way all the way through those 50 miles. And, um, yeah, it was... It was it, it almost... I think it it got really close to making up for what the... <laughs> what the uh, struggle was like. That's so. the goal. That's, like, the 1%. If we got, like, we're close to, like, 1% of, yeah. like, away from yeah. of the suck plus the great factor, then we... we yeah, did, you we want it to, and you want it to I be minus, you want it to be, like, minus 1 or 2%, yeah, right? Like, yeah, you yeah. want it to be just a little worse than the, than the fun is at Just the a little, because yeah. then people are like, well, maybe it won't be worse next time, yeah. and then what could the great factor yeah. be? It could yeah. be astronomically higher than the suck factor. So... Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Man, so yeah, thank you so much for for doing for doing it. Well, you guys, I mean, it, it is a great event. I mean, it was just, I mean, you know, from a couple of different things. For me, um, just personally getting out and getting to ride and something like that locally, and you know, uh, ha- have the opportunity to have six or seven or 800 or however many people were here yeah, from all over the place. Yeah, 630 were actually on the street. Came out. Yeah. Um, I mean, that that's great. I mean, I could just ride my bike down and, and jump in with 600 people who were out, you know, doing something really cool. Uh, per, so from a personal perspective, it, it was fantastic. I mean, from a guy who lives in Stillwater and cares about Stillwater and, um, you know, likes to see cool things happening in Stillwater, it was almost even better. I mean, it just, you know, I mean, we're down here. I finished it, I don't know, almost three o'clock. I came in like 10 minutes before the guys who won the hundred. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that was my, that, that was one of my, you know, in the morning I'm like, Hey, I just want to finish the 50 before the guy who wins the hundred. And you totally did. And I did. Yes. I was very excited about yes. that. Awesome. <laughs> um, but I got to see the guys coming down. You guys spraying champagne on them for the hundred. That, that was cool. And then, you know, I hung out for a while. We, you know, ate down here and, around downtown and and then uh ran home and took a shower and came back down because i wanted to see dalton and scott and and those guys finish um i didn't make it i couldn't hang around and wait for eli eli took a little longer than uh <laughs> i'll never forget the look in his face when we finished i was serious we're, we were everybody just... at interworks was sort of like you know hey did you guys see eli out there anybody, anybody know where eli is uh is he gonna make it in uh but yeah i mean again he's like 19 he can he can do whatever guys yeah uh, oh yeah uh <laughs> So that was great. I mean, just being down here for the for the rest of the the afternoon, the evening, and you know, seeing seeing so many people downtown, and I mean, that's it's huge. It's really huge. So we're four years in, and I mean, I want to say this with confidence that um, yeah, we're we're just getting started. Like, let's just we're just getting started. This party's happening, and uh, we've uh, just thank you, man. Like meeting more people like like you who are you know invested in the community and you care about it in a, in a in another way, which we're going to get to, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> you're part of a you're part of Interworks. I definitely wanted to plug this part um, f- for Interworks itself. That you became you became the very first bicycle friendly business in the state of Oklahoma, not only in Stillwater. Really? Yes. The thing we just got the first, right. first bronze level. First bronze level. So hold on, we have someone silver, here who is right? an expert on we get silver? bicycle friendly businesses. Trevor Stewart uh, of Oklahoma Free Wheel also. Uh, support provided by Oklahoma Freewheel for On Their Pavement Radio. First silver, but we're going to get this right. We should have done our research before we turned the recorder on, which is fine. But no. First silver for Oklahoma, first bicycle friendly business for Stillwater. First bicycle friendly business for Stillwater for the city, and first silver bicycle friendly business for the state of Oklahoma. So we're setting a standard in Stillwater yeah. for a lot of things, is, is the point. With, you know, my skewed information. <laughs> <clears throat> I had one piece of it correct. That they are a bicycle-friendly business. <laughs> and um, so, I mean, that culture is being created now outside of just downtown. Mm-hmm. And outside of just our race and what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And so, what we love is seeing the flag being carried on and shown in different avenues in different ways. And, I mean, I just can't be more excited about the future of Land Run and the future of just cycling in Stillwater itself. Because we know we've got guys like you, mm-hmm. and we've got guys like Bayfar, their business owners, and Kelly from Aspen Coffee, and Brady from Stillwater Summit that are actively supporting others in the community to continue their cycling efforts. Mm-hmm. 
that's ridiculous. That's something I never thought would be a conversation I'd be having as a, as a shop owner and then also as a race director or race promoter or whatever. And, and seeing the, the true, like real residual effects instead of just the day of or yeah. the, the initial bike purchase. You know, it's super, super, super exciting. Well, I'd, I'd say, I mean, I think it's great. I think Interworks uh, being there, it's been great to see, you know, bike racks up in the office and, uh, you know, stuff like sponsoring free wheels, basically, you know, oh, yeah. letting 15 of us last summer go take basically a week off at the same time and, and ride across the state. That's rad. Um, I didn't ride across the state. I drove the truck and trailer. You did something much more important. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. You, it was the fun part. He wore an apron. He he was barbecuing. Yeah, he made sure that, uh, you know. We got the coffee in the morning. Coffee was ready. Yeah. Got the TV on. Got the TV <laughs> yeah. set up. Yeah, there's yeah. a TV in their trailer um, yeah. that we all, you know, all hung out by because we're like, well, where, where's camp? Oh, it's in this park. I was like, well, okay, well, which side is Interworks on? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's where we're all going to go set up. And that's where I set up the district mechanic area yeah. almost every day. So, Well, we hope to do it again this year. But um, I was going to say, I mean, that, that stuff's been great. Um, but, you know, it's taken a, a real catalyst in this town to, to bring all that stuff to, to, to happen. And, and I think that's been you and Crystal in the shop here that, that really, I mean... You've got a lot of people who have who have rallied alongside, but you guys have really driven forward with this, um, you know, this culture change, right? And brought it to town and said, "Hey, you know, here's some crazy stuff, and we're going to be <laughs> we're going to be super passionate about it." Bye, sir. Have a good day. It's cool. Emery said it to school. Come <laughs> 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 say hi. Hi. How you doing? Okay, go with mom, okay? Where are my big can, can you say that you're hugging and kissing your kids yep. so they don't think you're hugging? Yes, yeah, sorry. Hug, <laughs> hugging, <laughs> hugging and kissing the kids before they go to school. <laughs> See, but this is this is the good stuff. This is why uh, why it's why it's so cool, right? You get to have a business and have a family, and you get to do both at the same time. And We're doing both at the same time. It's yeah. good stuff. So yeah, we met early. Uh, it's Monday morning. We met early so we could get this uh, thing rolling, and we're, we were here before Aspen even opened, so that's yeah. how early we were here. There's generally very little reason to be downtown before Aspen opens. Yes, <laughs> this is absolutely true, yeah. except for the sunrises through downtown, yeah. which pretty stellar, by the way, if you haven't seen one. So kids are off to school. So let's just wanted to thank you guys, uh, you and, and Crystal in the shop, especially for, for bringing that kind of passion and, and driving a lot of that forward. I mean, it's been... It's it's nice. It's easy. It's much easier to come alongside somebody who's out there and and pushing and and kind of making stuff happen, um, and, and and you know for Interworks or you know other folks in town to kind of jump on on that bus. It, it makes it a lot easier and um, gives us something to kind of hold on to and go, hey, let's let's go be a part of what that guy's doing. Um, so you guys you guys have have really brought um, a lot of passion, a lot of um, you know just just real excitement around around this culture to town and uh, we're certainly uh, I love to be part of it and, and happy to work at a place who's who's uh, been a part of it too so we're, thank you you're, man, thank you thank you and we're honored we're honored too because it's a it's a perfect formula um, it's the last thing I'll say and I'm going to pass it over to Jim and um, it's a perfect formula because I've seen places I know people that own bike shops and and the re- the reception you know the, the community hasn't been as receptive to their efforts and so their efforts go into just trying to talk people into the idea mm-hmm. 
or they just get so overwhelmed with the day to day to day to day that the overarching, you know, the culture behind it can't grow and, and go somewhere and be something because they're, they're, they're fighting, you know, against the grain in a different way. Mm. But yeah, I mean, the, the key is not one or the other. It is absolutely both at the same time. It is the, this is what we're going to do no matter what anyone says. And then the, on the other side, people saying, well, absolutely, that's the right idea. And we're going to be a part of that. And when those two things come together, things like Land Run can be impossible. Mm-hmm. Things like us being in this shop with the garage door in the front facing downtown in 7th Street is it, some, just once again, we had no idea. We knew we were moving from Emporia, Kansas to come down here and open a bike shop, and we were going to do everything in our power to make it as much fun and inviting and, and relational as we possibly could. But we just never had this in mind. Mm-hmm. And so, as I said before, we're just getting started. So let's keep rocking and rolling. Well, you've been doing great so far. Thanks, so, man. Well, appreciate it. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. And uh, really excited about tomorrow for the the, uh, the election and for your part of, you know, stepping in with city council. Can't wait to uh, to be there and, and to be alongside all the guys at meetings and talk about things <laughs> and ask for things and push for more change. Yeah. So I'm going to pass it over to Jim Brewer. Uh, master course creator of Land Run and uh, just a beautiful human being in all ways. So, thanks again, Will. Thank you, Bob. Have a great day. Appreciate man. it. I need a second cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. I, wonder where coffee. <laughs> I can make coffee. Yeah. Do we have more? Oh, yeah. So, Will, before we kind of get started, and thank you for coming out here today, um, as the course designer, that picture of you right there at the end uh, <laughs> with that huge smile on your face. <laughs> When I have a course, when I'm building a course, that's what I have in mind. So, you know, that was something special to see uh, you finish and then now having you out here running for city council and hopefully making some difference for us. So thank you for all of that, that. That picture is fantastic. I don't know who took that. I think that was... Was that 241? 241, yeah. yeah. Which is good friends and, with Dalton from Yeah, and that was all because of Bobby jumping up and down and, and getting ready to, to hug me at the finish line. Because like I said, I mean, I was not smiling at all yeah. the last time. Well, he had a huge smile at that point anyway. Well, you get so many people that are like, how do you make an event successful? And I was like, well, get a Bobby Wintle and make him hug everybody that finishes. I mean, I don't understand yep. what the problem is. And then make sure you get a Trevor yeah. Stewart to build a sta- staircase. A lot of those were not roads. <laughs> right. yeah. We're riding that, that one that, that leads up to the, the, the stairs and everything. Uh-huh. And that, that, that's not really a road, no. right? I mean, oh, that's, no, that's a road. That, that is a that's road. That's an open road? It, uh-huh. is, it is physically... County, Can I go drive on that? The yeah. county road. The easement still exists out there. <laughs> yeah. So we got actual permission from the county commissioner. That's great. Anyway. Yeah. I stopped and took a picture of my bike on that little concrete bridge. <laughs> because I'm like, this. What, where am I? This is I mean, That's beautiful. So the yeah, crazy, it really is. You, you should have seen it when I first rode it because, I mean, it was a jungle. I was literally on, my, on the ground, army style, pulling my bike through there. And Kevin Ehlers went out there with a chainsaw and a machete and made it what it is today. And you guys <laughs> did not stage the dead cow carcass on that? No. Road? At all. <laughs> I found it what? Uh, it was like a month before. Month and a half before. And I was like, last year's please, race? Th- this no, year's this year's race. Oh, okay. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. out there for last year? When, no, when no. I found it this year, a month and a half before, I mean, he, I, I swear that cow had been dead for 
maybe three days yeah. at that point. Yeah, and it was, there was flesh on it. There was like four inches of blood pooled up inside the, the skull. The eyes, the only thing that was gone really was Yeah, everybody's eyeballs. puking their guts out now. And I was like, <laughs> uh, this is so awesome. I was like, don't. So we got hold of the Nobody pop- move it. Property owner like, JD, don't move that. <laughs> He's just like, I'm not touching it. And so, yeah, I mean, it just, we left it. And there were, there were it? people cleaning the mud off their bike with ribs. I was going to say, car. wasn't it somebody in your group that pulled it from somebody, Interworks that was pulling it off? I don't know. I wasn't with them, but... There were cows. Everybody's, you know, yeah. yeah. People are like sitting there, like posing by this dead cow. Like, oh, when I was out there, I was taking pictures, or I was, people were handing me their phones and I was taking pictures for them. It was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, great course. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. So uh, tell us why you decided to run for city council. Um, a few different reasons, I think. I mean, uh, you know, I, when I moved back to town uh, in 2011, uh, kind of got, you know, involved with a few things. I've mm-hmm. been generally somebody who, who tries to, you know, be involved with with stuff I care about, and make mm-hmm. make sure that that uh, you know there there are options available for my family and that sort of thing. I've got four little kids, um, so when we got back in town, I, I got involved with the Wondertorium, mm-hmm. the Children's Museum here in town. Um, you know, and just started being a little more active around town and, and sort of seeing what the options were. And um, we're going to be here for for a long time. I mean, my my youngest um, is uh, I don't know how old's your youngest kid, Bobby? Three. Uh, Elliot's three. Three. Yeah, my my daughter's four. Um, she starts kindergarten next year, mm-hmm. so I mean we're we're gonna be in Stillwater for a while. I don't yeah. plan on moving uh, them while they're in school, and so kind of looking ahead, going you know um, we're gonna be here. We're gonna be an active part of town, active involved, actively mm-hmm. involved in town, and um, you know there's a lot of decisions that get made yeah. um, at the city council level and and other places for sure that that affect the quality of our life and mm-hmm. you know what my kids are gonna be doing um, and and how they're gonna feel about this place, right? I mean I grew up here and. And um, I loved it, you know, but not everybody does. Uh, yeah. I get that. But I, I wanted it, you know, to be able to have a, a say at some level in um, what their experience was like growing up. So that, that was a big part of it. Another another part of it is just sort of looking out there and going, uh, you know, who who is who else is going to be making decisions, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, um, unfortunately, political involvement here in Stillwater has not always been great. Um, and sometimes, you know, it, it feels like... Um, you know, somebody just shows up and, and they're the only one that put their name in the hat. And so they end up, you know, in a position that, that has a lot of influence and they're not necessarily somebody who's got a real long term, mm-hmm. broad vision yeah. um, for town. Right. We, so we've suffered from the good old boy system for a long time. And, and a lot of communities have. And that's sure. one of the reasons why I was really wanting to have you on here, because the reach of this this podcast is mostly outside of Stillwater, to be honest. And, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to share mm-hmm. some of what we're doing, not just on the Bobby Wintel side of things where he's out there to face the excitement, but there is some of the nit and gritty on this side that we have to work through and kind of figure out. And we've made some real progress in the last few years and we're really excited to have mm-hmm. you be a part of it. Yeah. Stillwater uh, in general has made a lot of progress the last Absolutely, few years. You know, yeah. uh, it's been, I mean, downtown here just, you know, with, with actual shops, you can come buy stuff <laughs> in for one thing. I mean, when I was a student here in late nineties, early, you know, I graduated in 01, mm-hmm. um, but growing up, you know, through high school, even, you know, once the old guard businesses kind of started closing down, cats closed. I mean, mm-hmm. that's where I went and got jeans when I was going back to school as a kid. But, you know, once those kind of businesses closed down, there was nothing going on down here. Yeah. Nothing. Um, nobody came down here. Students weren't down here. I mean, when I was, nobody came down here. Yeah, uh, I got to Stillwater in 2004 <laughs> and somebody mentioned downtown. And I was like, down, there's yeah. a downtown? Yeah. <laughs> and, 
so while I was gone, you know, some of this renaissance started co- happening. We'd come back into town for homecoming or something, and they're like, oh, there's a wine bar downtown. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. so what? <laughs> First, I mean, there's a wine bar in Stillwater, for one yeah. thing, and then, you know, it's downtown. What, mm-hmm. what do you mean? So, and now I come down here, and, you know, if I come down at lunchtime to, to get something to eat, or I come down in the evening, or and, and I can't find a parking spot, mm-hmm. and I'm like, can't find a parking spot in downtown Stillwater. You know, who's down here? What's going on? It still it still surprises me sometimes how much yeah. stuff's going on down here. So it's it's been great. Um, a lot of progress has been made over the last few years, uh, but there is a long way to go. Oh, it absolutely. Really so I want to kind of uh, bring some of the cycling related issues that sure. we're very passionate about. Obviously, <laughs> sitting here in a bike shop and on a podcast that focuses on uh, nothing but bicycles. Um, but uh, so the, the fastest way to get people on bicycles is have access to a bike trail because it's mm-hmm. completely separate from, uh, 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 from the road, from cars, and that's the biggest fear for people yep. to get on bicycles is to be around uh, um, cars. So we have interesting trails here that sometimes exist sometimes dead end randomly sidewalks that kind of suddenly end um and right now our trail system here in stillwater exists underneath parks and rec and when we were having a similar conversation like this with uh pat darlington Mm -hmm. she actually brought the suggestion of bringing the trails into transportation and and for the reason of making the statement that these trails actually help move people from place to place. Mm -hmm. They help connect downtown to the northern side of town where we have uh, more shopping and then also could potentially help connect the west side of town. Um, Have you had any thoughts about anything like that? Have you ever thought about the transportation element of of things uh, like the the trail Mm -hmm. system, sidewalks, and and connecting the different regions of Stillwater? so from the from the standpoint of kind of mechanically how it all works, mm-hmm. what department and that sort of thing, it's not something I've I've um, really got too too in depth on in terms of where it should be and what department that yeah. kind of thing. I mean, from the standpoint of um, the trail system and its importance and 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 kind of connecting it to a lot of different things, right? It's yeah. not just a recreation activity, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I think I think that's part of um, part of the problem in getting something like that uh, the trail system. Um, higher up on the priority list for for the city and especially when it comes to allocating resources and finding money for things mm-hmm. um is that a lot of times it does get kind of pigeonholed as this little niche project yeah. right you sort of go okay well that's just for people who like to ride their bikes you know and it's just for recreation and it doesn't really have that much larger value mm-hmm. um and i think we do need to do a better job of of not uh, of communicating how it's not just about that, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just about a, a recreational activity for you, you to take your kids on the weekend and go ride your bikes. I mean, that's, that is huge. And I, I know a lot of people in town who would love to be able to do that. Um, but it is a transportation issue. It is an economic development issue from the standpoint of providing more ways to access things like mm-hmm. downtown or the, you know, shopping on the North side or, uh, that sort of thing. And, and, and seeing the trail system as more than just a niche recreation opportunity and seeing it as, uh, a larger part of transportation strategy in Stillwater, seeing it as an economic development strategy, mm-hmm. seeing it as, you know, it's not just the bicyclists, you know, it's runners and walkers and, and folks who don't have access to, to vehicles, um, you know, that, that gives them a, a better opportunity to be able to move around town. So I think we do need to approach it. I think it's a, a huge thing for Stillwater. I, mm-hmm. I really would love to see us do a better job. We have a plan out there for a trail system that's been out and talked about for yeah, many years it's been part of the master plan since i think it was 
like almost the 90s, I think, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Or, I mean, it's, it's been, been out there for a long and, time. And just it's always been, oh, we'll get to that later. Yeah. We'll get to that later. Um, and, and part of the reason why I bring that up is, you know, when you look at what millennials are looking for. So the next wave mm-hmm. of people who are going to be spending big dollars and buying houses and things like that, they're looking for more walkable, livable cities. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're really hoping that we can make Stillwater a model for this going forwards. Um, also, we so I don't have you been familiar with the Complete Streets yes. stuff at all? Mm-hmm. Um, I think you might actually be on the vote for that, won't in. you? It's already in. Yeah, they they approved the the Complete Streets plan. I'm not sure what the no, it's done. It's good. Oh, it yeah. is. Yeah. Oh, it's never mind. The... Then I'm not even going to bother with that. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's it. You know that that kind of thing get, got passed. You know, and mm-hmm. it's an idea that says here's what we want to do with our streets. We want to make sure that we're planning for all uses. Yeah. Right, but I, I got an email from um, uh, one of the guys, Keith Reed, actually, that that's around here a lot about yep. you know a current uh, plan for for Duck Street and, mm-hmm. and um, redoing width of some lanes and that sort of thing, and and he he was making reference to say, hey, we we passed this complete streets initiative, we want to make sure um, you know that we're thinking about all the uses when we're talking about you know building new roads um, or you know maintaining roads, and you know it doesn't look like this plan necessarily is is doing that, right? And he had some questions about that, which is which was great, and and city manager responded back and, and gave some information. But um, you know, just because we have that kind of thing passing in place doesn't mean we're necessarily always going to be doing uh, our planning and, and mm-hmm. figuring out how to do road. You know, there's still uh, a ton of moving parts when it comes to figuring those things out. So it, it still requires, I think, a lot of active involvement from folks like you and, and, and the bicycling community and people who, who do care about complete streets and making mm-hmm. sure, yeah, we've got that initiative in place, but, you know, we also have a master plan for trail system, right? right. And that hasn't necessarily happened. Yeah, so it, exactly. it's, uh, um, it's still something that we need to be, you know, keeping an eye on and making sure as we're going through the planning process, as we're, we're, we're planning new streets and, and redoing things, mm-hmm. um, you know, that is really being taken into consideration and we're making sure it gets yeah. followed because it, it, it sometimes uh, those things get pushed down the list in exactly. terms of importance. Especially as we start in approaching some budget yep. issues later on. Yep. Um, so one of the things as I've been a part of developing uh, or working with city council and working with the city to bring different events in like Free Wheel to Stillwater a couple of years ago, working with Land Run and various other events. I, re- I was really surprised at how much influence city council had on what we were doing at this level, trying to organize these events. Um, because when we would hit a roadblock with, say, city staff or city management, the recommendation that I would, when I would say, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to get through this? Generally, every time was go to council and get the elected leadership to be on your side. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of curious what your thoughts are and how... Uh, this council, specifically uh, the next three years that you're, you'll be with the council for sure, hopefully six, uh, uh, hopefully longer. More than that, if you pass the Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, it, how do you feel city council specifically can help uh, encourage uh, events like Land Run, uh, events like uh, what's the running event we have here, the Scorcher? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like a seat in my exercise so I don't understand these running people. <laughs> uh, uh, so how can we encourage some of these events uh, um, come to Stillwater and grow and see the success that we've had here? Because a lot of times it takes very stubborn people to persevere through this. And fortunately, I'm one of those stubborn people (laughs) to kind of push through some of the red tape and bureaucracy. It it absolutely does take that, uh, you know, at one level um, to get these kinds of events uh, to happen. It it takes a lot of persistence by someone who's really passionate about it, right? Mm -hmm. Because um, 
other folks who, who don't necessarily see that vision, uh, it's a lot easier to sort of go, oh, well, we'll see. Yeah. Um, but I, I think in terms of the larger focus and kind of what council needs to be needs to be um, focusing on when it comes to these these events is um, again kind of like talking about the trail system is is figuring out how broad you know making them not just a little niche project not just a here's something for runners to go do one weekend or here's something for some bike bicyclists to go do one weekend to 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 see them as um, more holistic um, more impact on the community uh, to tie them together with other Mm-hmm. benefits right because people in town especially in the political process you get a lot of this um well that's his project or that's her project or that's what that one person wants but what about what i want mm-hmm. and and so that you get a lot of people competing trying to compete for these resources and go well if they get it then we're not going to get it yeah you know and if you focus on the bicycle race then you're not gonna we're not gonna have as much opportunity for this other thing or or you know and we see it as this zero-sum game where if if they get what they want then we're not gonna be able to get what we want um, and I think we need to start seeing these events and, you know, other opportunities in town much more broadly where, mm-hmm. yeah, the bicycle race is a niche thing for guys who want to go punish, you know, <laughs> men and women who are going to go punish themselves for 15 hours, you know, uh, which is not something a whole lot of people necessarily want to do. But it's also a street festival and mm-hmm. it's it's bringing business downtown. It's bringing people to Stillwater generally from outside the community who are going to go, oh, this is a cool town, mm-hmm. you know, and and potentially, you know, bring bring new residents yeah. eventually, you know. Uh, it widen, it broadens the, the um, just the footprint of, of who knows about us. And, yeah. and, and um, so those kinds of events, being able to bring stuff like that to town, we need to do a better job of selling it as a, as a community, bene- as a wider community benefit. Mm-hmm. It's not just about that one event. It's not just about that one day necessarily it's got a broader benefit and it brings um you know more to 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 town than just mm-hmm. that that one thing so um we we need to see it that way we need to sell it that way we need to to understand that um you know it may it may look like something that's got a smaller footprint but let's try to connect it to all the other stuff yeah. and i think the organizers of these events need to be you know have that in mind too and say hey you guys want to organize this thing Figure out how to make it branch out a little bit. Figure yeah. out how to bring some other, you know, you're going to bring food trucks in. You're going to do all this stuff. Let's talk about the broader impact of the yeah. event and not just, you know, that that one thing. That's There's so many little interest groups in this town, right? I mean, there are so many little, and it's like this everywhere, I, I guess, but the, the people who want, you know, cycling, people who are runners, people who are art, you know, who, who are interested in art, art endeavors, um, tennis courts right now mm-hmm. we're trying to get replaced, you know, the... Um, the sports, the youth sports people, you know, there's all these little groups and we need to stop seeing them as competitive and figure out ways to bring them together and make them work together and, and say, we're going to do a bike, you know, a cool bike uh, event, but it's going to be the same weekend as a youth, you know, some youth sports tournament. And we're yeah. going to figure out how to make those things um, work together. So uh, the council needs to be focused on that and the council needs to be, uh, helping the city staff see that as well mm-hmm. and say, you know, we want to take a holistic approach to these things and, and, and think bigger than just the, the one day. And I think you're really coming into specifically our council at the absolute right time because having Pat Darlington, uh, Mayor Noble, uh, 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 Elaine Zanotti, Miguel, if he doesn't leave us for the state Senate, 
uh, and you, and then now with our new city manager. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, Bobby and I hit a huge roadblock the day of land or the day before land run, where we were really scrambling. And Norm McNichol just ushered us right into his office, and he knew the scope of his uh, his job or his position, and he knew how to influence things in the right way to get us a workable solution mm-hmm. very very quickly. I mean, within 15 minutes, we yeah. had a good solid solution, and. I don't know that that would have been the same recently. Um, I, I, so I'm, I think you're coming at a great, great time to make some influence and make some mm-hmm. real change because, like you said, they're bringing these communities together, bringing all these different moving pieces. This is a perfect time to make that happen. Yeah, and there, there's been a lot of, of change in Stillwater in some of those leadership positions mm-hmm. as well. I mean, Norman McNichol has been great uh, so far as the city manager, been very collaborative, being mm-hmm. really working with people. Um, but we're, we're getting a new school superintendent. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll start this summer. Um, uh, Denise Weber at the uh, hospital is a new hospital CEO. Um, we've got uh, a new chamber president, CEO of the chamber is new, uh, the chamber of commerce. And um, so there's a lot of, there's some, there's some leadership changes that have happened uh, in town. And not to say that, that old leaders in those positions were difficult, but we've got a, we've got a bunch of new people kind of coming in at the same time. And, and it's sort of a fresh slate on a lot of things. And a lot, I think there's a lot of opportunity there to say, Let's get, you know, all these people who are not necessarily set yet in how they're going to approach things and get those people working together and, and get some better collaboration going between a lot of these, you know, these institutions in town, between the university and the school district and mm-hmm. the city and the hospital. That's kind of, you know, that the vast majority of people work at yeah. one of those places, right? I mean, those are biggest Inquiry employers. Me, yeah. <laughs> and, and we want, you know, we, we want to make sure that, that they're working collaboratively, collaboratively so that... Um, we can, you know, we can do events and we can mm-hmm. say, hey, this is not just about this one thing. It's about a bigger, a bigger purpose. And, yeah. it, and it really brings in a lot of. Uh, and we don't mention the, the university that often, but, it, you know, it wasn't that long ago that if you weren't a football game, you just didn't matter in this town. And, and I think we're finally starting to see that change that, hey, you know what? Having an arts festival is important. Mm-hmm. Having races downtown, bringing new people to this community is important more than just eight Saturdays a, or mm-hmm. a year. So. Yeah, and I think, I think the university um, is recognizing that more. Uh, I think they are. I think, you know, the fact that they've got this art museum right mm-hmm. over here across the street. You know, they built, um, renovated the old, the old uh, post office, um, and they've got an interest in having people down here and bringing them into that, mm-hmm. that facility. Um, so, yeah, there, there is, uh, I think, a broader focus on... on um, you know, what's good for everybody in town. I mean, I think we're talking about the trail system. Uh, you know, the university's got a huge interest in, in something mm-hmm. like that for their students. I mean, when you're bringing students or you're trying to attract students to come to Stillwater, that's a big selling point for students. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you've got, you know, folks, especially with their active campus and their kind of healthiest campus campaign that they've got going yep. on, um, you know, be able to say, hey, you can come to be a student here and you can take your bike from campus and you can go ride 40 oh, miles around Stillwater yeah. and, you, and you can, um, you know, that's, that's a big selling point so that's something that i would think that they'd be super interested in making sure happens as well so there's a lot of room for collaboration i think you're right um to say in the past that's not necessarily been the focus uh, mm-hmm. for a lot of folks that there has been a lot more um competition for resources and and i would really like to to help play a part on the council in in making sure that we're being more 
cooperative and mm -hmm. less competitive. Okay. Um, so my last statement before I wrap up and see if Bobby wants to get, jump back up and say anything else. Uh, it is 8 o'clock and I'm late for work, so <laughs> I'm assuming you probably are as well. Uh, um, but if, as you know, hopefully you're on the council for the next six years or more, depending on how things change. I'd really encourage you to look for ways to help guys like me that are that are trying to make change, like guys like Keith Reed and, and Kevin Musset and Trevor and Bobby and everybody, because it wears us down. Mm -hmm. I mean, having to go to those city council meetings on mm -hmm. the same night as our rides, mm -hmm. uh, um, trying to be a pre and be a presence, and you know, rather than us constantly having to justify absolutely everything, if we can find a way, if as you're uh, on council help us out as much as he can. And, and the council's been doing a great job. Sure. Uh, fa absolutely fantastic. Compared to when we first got here, we, it's night and day. But continue to help us if, if you wouldn't mind, just because that makes the, such a big difference uh, to not have to grind it out as much. <laughs> Listen to Bike Pet Committee and-, and Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, the, as I said, the, the city um, has recently set up a new bicycle pedestrian sort of task force, uh, citizen task force, to get some people in town who are interested in, in other modes of transportation and interested in making sure the city's doing a good job, um, you know, of, of providing those opportunities together. And mm -hmm. so there, there is a group now uh, providing some insight, um, you know, letting the city know, here's some ways we can improve uh, those things. Uh, you know, uh, just like I was saying to Bobby before, I mean, f when we have people in town with a, with a passion for whatever it is you know even if it's somewhat you know sort of a narrower focus whether it's bicycles or whatever it is when you've got somebody in town who's got a real passion to do that and who are willing to invest their time and energy in it and who are going to go out and go extra you know work extra when you know over and above what they do there for their day job the city council uh, should be figuring out ways to channel that and say i don't want to get in the way of that at all right yeah. i mean we should we should be looking at those you know, folks like yourself who are, who are willing to invest time and energy in these kind of community events and say, man, how do we, you know, maybe this thing that you're trying to do, it's just not going to work that way, but, but let's steer you in the right direction and figure out how to connect you with other people Definitely. and, and use that passion because we don't, uh, too often there are people who don't care at all, mm -hmm. who don't go out and vote, who don't, don't come to city council meetings, who don't even know, you know, what the city council does or, or, you know, what their, what their focus is or what they're even voting on. So, um, when we have people who are active and involved and passionate about things, mm -hmm. we should be doing everything we can to, to figure out how to help them succeed. And, uh, and I will say on, on, from my end, there are a lot of people out in the community that don't even know that going to the city council is an option. So for those promoters and ride leaders and people that are listening to this, don't be afraid to go to your city mm -hmm. councilors or city manager and talk to them because oftentimes there are resources there. Like if, if perfect for instance, we went to a little town of Kearney for our first two land runs. And the first one, you know, we had no idea what we were doing. We just kind of, you know, let them know a few weeks before and just kind of showed up. The next year, they were like, you know, we asked, hey, could you guys provide us a porta potty? They're like, yeah, sure, no problem. You know, and then now that when was we our went up. First ask, where can we make sure people <laughs> can poop? <laughs> and then, you know, the last two years, we went to, to Perry, Oklahoma, and uh, oh my goodness. I mean, they on their own grabbed a fire truck and pulled it out to uh, um, the, the city square so that way people had a, it made it easier for people to wash down their bikes. So it, it's a matter of knowing how to ask and connect mm -hmm. to the right people within those communities because, you know, having city council on your side makes a huge difference and it enables you to really broaden out what you're capable of doing because mm -hmm. we're not, we only limit ourselves. 
Absolutely. And, and, and there is no reason for us not to have the excitement and the community that Stillwater has developed over the last four years, in large part due to District Bicycles and Bobby, but it's not unique. You can do this anywhere. Anywhere. And you just have to be willing to ask. And I, the, that's a huge thing with us is that we... We're we, not afraid to ask. <laughs> yeah, we, and we aren't now. Yeah. But before we didn't even yeah. necessarily know or want to or, mm -hmm. you know, you name it. It was just like, well, we're not sure. And, you know, we, do we want anybody's help or anybody, you know, but I mean, yes, you need to ask for help. Yes, you need to have other people's opinion and interject because they have ideas you never thought of and they have ways of connecting you to other people. And you have to show that you're that you're connected to a larger community. Exactly. Right. I mean, you guys at the shop have been, have done such a great job from day one of, of being broad based, right. Of, of, of bringing a community to bear on it and not just, you know, kind of coming in and asking for things for your, for your little narrow slice of the world. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, when you go to city councils, you know, if you're trying to plan these things, talk to them about, you know, the other things that are going to be involved, the other people that are coming in. It, it's not just a, these events or, you know, these, these asks are not just, narrowly focused for the benefit of a couple of people there's a huge impact outside of that and you need to understand that you guys certainly have from the beginning understood the larger impact of what you're doing um and and people need to have that approach when they go to city councils so city councils can say oh okay it's not just about this one thing it's not just about what yeah. these what these guys want for right. their little community right. it's about a bigger a bigger um you know purpose and a, and a bigger impact about pulling in Iron Monk and yeah, absolutely. Summit absolutely. and Aspen and all these different businesses down here and filling restaurants and sales tax. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and now having the city of Perry basically asking us to reconsider for next year where our, our halfway point is because they want us to come back to Perry yeah. so badly. And so we are not going back to Perry, but we do have some we other We will ideas. be back soon. We have some other ideas in the mix about how Perry can be involved in something else to be continued. Well, as long as Stillwater is still a big, big start and end point. <laughs> Stillwater will always be the start and end to all of our ridiculous adventures that we come up with. So, uh, Well, you'd have people fighting for it now, right? If you guys were going to go, hey, we're going to maybe move the start and end and do, do it somewhere else. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody in Stillwater would be going, wait a second. No, 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 don't do that. And we would never. I mean, I, I'm dead serious. It's uh, Obviously, we stand something to gain by having that many people in front of our business. And, but at the same time, you're totally right. It's uh, it, The whole idea is like now it's become something people are talking about um, hundreds of miles away <laughs> um, at gravel events. I just got a text message from a guy that is from Texas who was here for Land Run and said to people he had no idea who they were at the start line for that same ride that Brian Bickle was at this weekend outside Gainesville still – Three, week, three weeks later, talking about Land Run and what it was about. And I guarantee you, if I was at an event that was, what, that was underwhelming, that didn't impress me in a certain way like put, or, or you know, leave an impression, I wouldn't be at another event talking to someone else about it that I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Only if it made sense. And so, yeah, I mean, Stillwater, th this downtown backdrop, in my brain and like in, in the way that I put it forth and the way I dream about it and being connected with the city and showing people that they're capable of way, way more. And we say that every podcast, but I, that's kind of the point of this podcast. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's turned out perfect. Our connection with the city was still water. And then now with the connections that we're going to make with new down, like new downtowns and new halfway points for the race. I'm so excited about that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's going to be stellar going to be stellar so yeah we're going to be asking for more and more 
and pushing the limits more and more because we just to hope that we can we can accomplish more each year and um, yeah once again no idea no idea it was going to be here at this point well you've proved you've definitely proven it's about much more than just guys going out and riding bikes yeah right mm-hmm. I mean it is more it is more than that and you've proven that very well over the last few years thank you and I think every year more and more people see that and say hey it's not just a bike ride it's just not not a bunch of guys just going to get get on their bikes and riding it's a mm-hmm. it's a community event it's a something that that has a much broader impact and it you know personally for me absolutely proves to me something that i can do more than i thought i was capable of doing and Mm -hmm. and that's a a huge thing and i i'd encourage if you listen to this or and you haven't tried it uh you can do it i mean you really can if i could if i could finish those 50 miles uh just about anybody who's out there you know that knows how to ride a bike can do it um and if you don't know how you can learn pretty quick yeah we can help um yeah (laughs) go ride Will, thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Appreciate it. Love hearing new perspectives. I love this continued conversation about Land Run and uh, all the different facets because there's so many things. There's so many different avenues and facets. And so if you are a promoter or if you're, um, you know, you're just someone who's involved and you're thinking about doing an event mm-hmm. and you think that there's all of these barriers to entry and you may not have the same mindset where barriers barriers in front of you are actually like super exciting for us and we're like how (laughs) how can we just destroy this and how can we create a new barrier for ourselves to have to get over if if those types of things hinder you or set you back we're we're here to tell you that there may be a, a few things that you don't get through there may be things that look different than you thought and it may work out different than you thought just like jim mentioned the morning before where we had planned to have the entire riders meeting inside of iron monk and we've had to switch gears within an hour and a half and figure out how to do this riders meeting and expo outside. Mm-hmm. It turned out better than we could have ever imagined. And nobody yeah. had any, no one was, was the wiser that we had to switch gears mm-hmm. because we, we accepted it. We moved on very quickly um, with a little bit of, you know, grumbling, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> you know, uh, but, but it, it, these barriers, show you what's capable of a community and show you how things can be different than what you originally thought and better and then more people can be inspired and don't be afraid of that you know i mean it's like right, that's okay, what I'm saying. here it is this is the situation we can't do anything about it let's embrace it and let's move on and and that's what we've been able to do time and time again it's like well that didn't work plan b so and now, sometimes we're on plan Q, but not only are we pushing, you know, putting the riders in that exact same mindset of, yep. okay, yes. how I do I pick carry up, my bike? Oh, picking up my bike. There's mud everywhere in my mouth, in my face, inside my jacket, all over my food. But we're, we're dealing with it also on the same side because we're trying to push the limits of how many people we can fit in the building. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to push the limits of, of shutting down streets or, or having parking spots and, and doing things that uh, downtown's not 100% used to and that we're not 100% used to. But uh, let me tell you, if you're not figuring out where a limit is, you're not living. You're not – and I'm not – talking badly about anyone in particular and that if you really do just love to you know punch the clock and and have your afternoon coffee and take naps and just you know live life in a simpler way that there's something to be said for that also but I truly believe that all of us can can see this world through a different lens of of um, of pushing a, a limit pushing a barrier and there's some there's 
something to be to be learned from that and uh that's what unlearned pavement is is in its entirety it's not just about riding bikes so yeah. go out tomorrow and vote for will for city council if you April are from 5th, stillwater. seven to seven seven to seven find your poll and if you're not in stillwater find out when your city council election is find out who your candidates are go to a meeting and go ask them hey what's your stance on bicycles yes <laughs> or what's your stance on on uh special events what's mm-hmm. your stance on on public you know, growth with um, being outdoors and doing things differently. Um, if you don't know what events are happening in your town, go find out and go be a part of it. Go volunteer, get dirty, you know, meet people that you never thought you would meet. If, if you're not doing those things and you're, you're, uh, you feel like your community is stagnant because those things aren't happening, create something. It's all about saying yes and just opening an avenue that, that may not have existed before. So uh, this is Unlearned Pavement Radio. Jim, thank you, man. Thank you, Bobby. Thanks for everything. Thanks for being here before 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Will, I thank you again, Wheeling man. No problem. Thank congratulations you. On, on everything, and I, hopefully tomorrow I'll be able to say congratulations on being a brand-new city council member. I appreciate that. Thank you. You guys don't forget to vote either. Yeah, we no. will not forget to vote. Promise. <laughs> We've got, I think we have vote stickers. I voted stickers up on the, on the work bench back here at the bike shop. So we're pretty proud of it. We razz each other. If not, we're like, hey. Excellent. You More vote? people need to do that. Go, go yeah. you know, bother your friends at work if, you're, uh, uh, if they haven't voted. Make sure, you, make sure they show you your sticker. Yeah. De- definitely. Punch them. Punch them in the ribs <laughs> if they haven't. <laughs> so uh, once again, Unlearned Pavement Radio, um, we've got some unbelievable – podcast coming up really soon that we've already recorded um i'll give you just a just a little bit of a sneak peek we may or may not have had a guest interviewer that is under the age of six <laughs> that interviewed someone that is uh, of, of 10 years of age you do not want to miss that episode it's going to come up in the next couple of days on the podcast um, and, uh, and we're find us on itunes we're on itunes if you found this through facebook or through unlearnpavement.com on your phone, if you have an iPhone, there's a podcast button. You can click that, go into uh, search, search hashtag Unlearned Pavement, and you can favorite uh, Unlearned Pavement Radio on iTunes. We're there. We're free. Listen to it in your car. Listen to it on your run. Listen to it on your ride. If you like it, you can even leave a review. You can even leave a review. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Chris is our IT tech guru. Without him, no things are possible. And, and artisanal coffee hand crafter this morning. Oh, yes. Yeah. One cup at a time. <laughs> Handster. To, to the demise of his wife, one cup <laughs> at a time. So thanks again for listening, guys. Uh, it's Bobby Wintle, Unlearned Pavement Radio, District Bicycles, Land Run 100. Follow us on all of the things, all of the grams, all of the FBs. <laughs> We're there. And uh, until next time. Go ride your bike and uh, go get muddy. All right, thanks. Cool. Great job. Nice. Thank you. Nice, guys. This is great. Good job.